All right, Ben, it is a beautiful Saturday indeed. The sun is shining after that beautiful storm a couple nights ago, which I loved. But oh, yeah. But my truck didn't like because I, I had the windows oh, rolled no. down. Oh, so no. when I, as soon as I opened the truck to go to work the next morning, I was like, smells kind of moldy in here. <laughs> so besides that, beautiful Saturday. How are you doing today? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> We just forgot our red sweater, so hopefully we don't get <laughs> copyright issue on us for that. We have a red cup at least, though. So there we go. Taking my carnigan off right now. <laughs> yes. Oh no, putting it on. Put it, right? Yeah. No, I thought it was just the shoes. Did he do this? I totally dismissed the sweater. I don't remember do this. The... When he walks in the door. Oh, he did. He changes from whatever the jacket or the something. The jacket to the carnigan. Yes. And then the shoes. Then the shoes. To the, what does he put on? Slippers or something? I don't even remember. I don't remember that at, at all. But Different era where like yeah. people dressed up <laughs> to go outside. There's this, So one of my actual favorite episodes for for our listeners, hopefully soon to be many, 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 many. <laughs> I, this isn't a Christian show I'm about to recommend, but there was a animated... First of all, there was a... A movie, and I forget who produced it, maybe Warner Brothers, but it was called Black Dynamite. It was a hilarious, hilarious movie. Love the character, love the actor, and everyone in that cast shined. And it was, it was like uh, very airplane esque, but so much better. I mean, every joke, everything was spot on. So didn't make that much money, you know. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they had funding for an animated version. I'm like, perfect. They brought back all the cast, everyone who worked on it, but it was animated. Okay. One of the episodes of season two uh, <laughs> had a version of Mr. Rogers. And in this one, he had his kids show, but they wrote into his backstory that he was a, a, a high, high level, like a, like we're about to talk about Abraham. He was a just a warrior's warrior with PTSD from Vietnam. Oh, is that where that that rumor generated from? I don't know. Because I I heard people say that, oh, yeah, Mr. Rogers was like a sniper in Vietnam. I, it could. I have no Maybe clue. Maybe that's where that came but from. The, that episode was one of my favorite because he wound up barricading the like protecting the kids. That was his his trigger oh. was some things when um, he was against the. Uh, the producers like okay. he was all for the children and then there was a scene in the beginning right away to where the producers are like oh we're making all this money you see them on their yachts and they're partying and he goes no it's about the kids and he snaps oh. so on one of his shows and then he protects the kids so in order for the police to infiltrate he he has booby traps up like the train <laughs> and exploding teddy but like all this like it's a crazy disneyland but with the explosives and stuff oh, and wow. it's it's uh yeah, it's 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 to me it was just hilarious because I was just like, man, like I had no. Cl- so if that's where the rumor came from, I'm not sure. But I remember Maybe watching. So. I remember watching the show growing up, and and I liked it. And then I think I haven't seen the Tom Hanks movie, but oh the, yeah, um, the biography mm-hmm. on him or the documentary on him, um, I think was a really really good one. So that one's out there as well. I didn't see the documentary, but I did see the Tom Hanks version. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was that Mm -hmm. one? It was really interesting to me. I didn't really know much about Mr. Rogers other than when I was a little kid, I liked it. And then, you know, you get to that age where it's like, really? I I don't really like this anymore. Yeah. Not cool to be a junior high or a teenager that likes Mr. Rogers, (laughs) obviously. But I thought it was really interesting from a Christian perspective. Um you know, here's a man that did a world of good for yeah. a lot of people, but then 
I left the documentary just thirsting for some spiritual truth. All right. Because like I feel like he he disciplined himself really well to um, love people, which I really really appreciated. But he he didn't make that step into loving people biblically. Like there was this one scene that was really, because I think he was, and I could be wrong on this. I think he was a Methodist, United Methodist ordained um, minister. Oh. Um, So he's meeting with a guy that's about to die. And he whispers to the guy, um, oh yeah, you must be um, something to the effect of very, very close to God right now because you're close to death. So please say a good word for me. Which sounds really nice and loving, but at the same time, like the pastor's job biblically is to prepare people to meet God. Gotcha. And I, I feel like he, I, I don't, so, you know, he missed that opportunity to, um, to give the gospel, which is the ultimate hope for people. So I don't know if he was really a um, born again Christian, and I'm not trying to throw shade on. Mr. Rogers, he did a lot of good things, but just from a Christian perspective, I was like, you know, he lived a really disciplined life, loved a lot of people, helped a lot of people, but um, ultimately, I think he he fell short of God's um, ultimate purpose for life. Gotcha. And this was the Tom Hanks version of it? Yeah. Okay, just to get, okay, so for yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks. And just to be clear, this episode isn't a <laughs> review of everything, Mr. Rod. I don't even know. Sorry, yeah. No, this is this Random. is what's beautiful to me about the show is <laughs> my ADD brain takes us off on tangents, and then you very well keep bringing it back to Christianity. So for the listeners today, Ben, what do we actually have for them? Yeah, we're going to start a eight um, t- eight part series in on godly men and what made them uh, godly and pleasing to God. So I'm excited to talk about those things. Last couple weeks, I have been teaching on godliness at my church, so we've been trying to work through that term and figure out what it means. And uh, as I was studying for that, I really found that we, you know, we learn by example, um, sometimes more than through the books. And so It'll help us all as we look at these men and the outstanding characteristics of their life, spiritually speaking, to kind of improve ourselves and grow in our own um, walk with God. And I'm very much excited about this because this is where I'm just all over the Bible and Bible study. We're learning Romans on my own with the kids. We're be- reading the book of Isaiah, which has so many awesome quotes yeah. that I just I, I love it. And then I'm also by myself, I'm learning or reading um, Proverbs. Mm. So that's what I'm going through right now personally. So I just love getting all these just little uh, tidbits of information. So who are we going to start off with first? So we're starting with Abraham, really one of the foundational characters of the Bible. Um, And so uh, Abraham has a lot of uh, wonderful things that he did, some really dumb things that he did, <laughs> just like every other, you know, human being. We try to love God and do the best we can, but we're still sinners, so we mess up. And that's a good point. Like, none of these guys are super Christians who uh, we can't can't uh, pretend to be like. All of these people that we'll talk about have real flaws yes. and character problems, but they had some outstanding areas that they shined into that we can by God's grace, really imitate in our lives. 
Yes. And now that I'm thinking about it, we forgot to go through our pre-production notes. So I have <laughs> about four bullet points to kind of cover. How many did you okay. have? We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Yeah, we'll go through your stuff and I'll, I can fill in along the way. That sounds good. All right. Well, number one, I did not know this. So this was uh, actually, you know, uh, I was going to bring up the points. So I was going to surprise you with this, but it wasn't a good surprise. So we, we were talking about before the show. Actually, we did kind of have a pre-production meeting about the state that the world is in. Yeah. And I found this very interesting that when I used Google, of course, uh-huh. to try to get some tidbits in advance and do some research and, of course, then float them by you by the show and then expand my knowledge. This wasn't just one page. This was multiple pages to where I noticed right away. I'm like, are they forgetting the O in spelling God? And they would spell God G. Where'd it go? It was G dash D. Yeah. And I was like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden when I found a disclaimer, it said that they spell it that way. So people don't or the powers that be don't pull it down. And I'm just like. What? And then when I went off on a little rabbit hole tangent of that, I guess people are writing algorithms that if anyone's speaking or a lot of websites are promoting God in a positive way, it crashes it or pulls it down. Do you have any like knowledge? about? I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Was, like, how was that even? A, hmm. I was I, like, yeah, I wasn't aware of that particular. Yeah, huh. it was just extremely disheartening to me that I was just like, they have to. I've seen it done with other things, but. Um, across like Instagram, social media platforms and things like that. But I'm yeah, like, yeah, with our, you know, the creator of the universe, we have to start typing his name differently. So algorithms that are out there don't pull it down or ban the websites or something. I'm just yeah. like, man. So I want to start with that because I wanted to move towards positive. So yeah. here we go. So one thing I found out about Abraham was that, and I found this very interesting was that um and this is where you'll definitely come in with your knowledge base is i guess he was an idol maker was this did he was like a sculpture maker was that what was actually his where did you see that i didn't i didn't think i knew that of him then then i won't even mention it see this is where you can clarify it but that's what i found was one interesting tidbit is if that was even true he was like a sculptor of idols, and then that's what this reference or this source um, was even more impressive is the fact that he, you know, eventually followed God, our Father who are in heaven. Yeah. So I was like, well, that would definitely be a change of a change. It is, of it is possible. Um, so Abraham, he lived in the city of Ur, which was a, a pagan city in, in Mesopotamia, so... Um, then his father started, he and his family, to move from where they were to the land of Canaan, which is um, the promised land, that what will later be called the promised land, um, modern-day Israel. And so, uh, but his father didn't make the whole trip, uh, so they didn't get all the way to Canaan. Um, but they were, at that point, pagans. They didn't really, from what we can tell, have a relationship with God. Um, They probably followed the same gods that other people in that region followed. So it is possible that Abraham crafted his own idols. Um, Seems like they were a pretty wealthy uh, group and um, that, yeah, they they made that halfway move from where they were 
And then God called Abraham specifically, and he said, I want you to go um, get up out of this country, out of this land, and I'll, I'll lead you to a new, new home. So, yes. uh, and uh, that's, that's a pretty interesting conversation. You know, if, if you were to tell your kids or if I was to get my family together and say, hey, I think we're going to move, <laughs> the first thing that they would say is, Why? where are we going? Why? <laughs> Why? And uh, Abraham says, hey, you know, the Lord came to me, God, this God, he came to me and, um, and he told us to move and, but I don't know where yet. <laughs> okay. So on, so this was one of the, so we're jumping ahead, but I think yeah, this yeah. was, this was supposed to be the conclusion of my half of the table, but we'll just, we'll just go with it since you brought it up. So in Romans, I think we were on in my Bible study group, chapter four, yes. when Paul re- references Abraham. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so we brought up on a roundtable discussion, and and it just kind of got floated by me, but this is where the question came from. So if I say anything incorrect, please correct me. So God spoke to Abraham multiple times, right, through for for many, many years, right? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now we have God's word in the Bible, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And I found myself, this is where the question, you probably know where I'm going with this was, one, I had so many questions of just like you said, right? Like if God, if God spoke to us, um, you know, just my mind was just blown because yeah. I didn't really grasp that concept. When I was going through Genesis, I just kind of blew over it. Like I was ordering a double double from in <laughs> burger. Like when it yeah, said, yeah. you know, God spoke to Abraham. There's such power. I'm finding out that in not only the whole Bible, but in just in these little, not even full sentences, just oh, yeah. these little mm-hmm. pieces to where you could put a period just right there. God spoke to Abraham. And for whatever reason, I read that months ago or went through it months ago. Fast forward all of a sudden to last week's or this past Wednesday's uh, Bible study. It got mentioned again and it finally, you know, hit. Right. Yeah. So would you if you could choose? But now that I'm asking you in live time, yeah, would you rather be like an Abraham and actually have God speak to you or how we have it now and read his word? Because to me, I almost love where I'm at now yeah. if I could choose because I like having all this knowledge because Abraham, that was right. one of the points that we had. Yeah. Abraham just had not. I don't want to mean just had God, but he had God talking to him, but we have all these other references and stories right. from the Old Testament yeah. and New Testament. Mm-hmm. So what would you rather have? No, I, I think you're right on. Like, I think all of us, if we're honest, it's really tempting to say it would be so cool if God would just speak to me, um, you know, or another one that I often think of is it would be so cool if Jesus were alive today. Yeah. I mean, not that he, if Jesus were on earth today and like yeah. I could just go talk to him about whatever is going on in my life. Um, but really I have to agree with you. We, God has perfectly set us up now for, um, with the scriptures. And if you think about it, like even, even if Jesus was alive today, there's millions of Christians. So like the opportunity to see him, he just, if he was one person in one place, like yeah. you, oh yeah, uh, you could call Jesus' secretary and say, <laughs> I'd like to speak with the Lord. And she would say, you mean physically in person? 
yes, okay, I've got an opening in five years, uh, yeah. you know, like, um, but now because, you know, he said in John, it's better for me to go away yeah. because if I go away, then my spirit will come. And um, so we all have instantaneous access to God living inside of us versus just one person at one place. So, um, but yeah, God speaks to us through the scriptures and that, for this time period is better for us um, because yeah. we have everything. First uh, Peter says we have everything we need for life and godliness. And actually God says that his word is a more sure word of prophecy than anything else that has happened. I, um, you know, I absolutely like, love that. So. And, and I think going back to my original answer is I don't think I would have, I would like to think, like you said, um, I don't think I would have been as obedient as Abraham would. Like if he spoke <laughs> yeah. to me and he just said, just like you said, point blank, hey Chris, I need you to move your family to Wisconsin. Right. Like I, Abraham did it. Yeah. I, I'd have so many questions. I'd be that that annoying son that's like, are we there yet? What are we doing? Like I would, I would have yeah. all like, yeah. and he would just, you know. So one, I don't think I'd be as uh, obedient. So I, you know, I'm definitely learning through what he left us in his word through all these stories and um, that's primary and and i forget what my second point would be but the, the obedience i think would just be a huge one yeah I, I i i really do think that that abraham's faith which which manifested in just trusting obedience is really the outstanding characteristic of of his life because like you yeah. said you know, whether you live 3,000 years ago like Abraham did or however long ago he lived or today, um, the, the I guess it was more like 5,000 years ago, but um, the, the mechanics are still the same. Like if you're talking about moving people, um, changing lives, it, it may have even been worse then because, you know, back in that time, there's no real fast way to get anywhere. Yeah. So most people never left their hometown in their lifetime um, or unless that was your particular profession to travel. So, but by faith and um, he just obeyed God and that's such a huge lesson for us. And it's one that builds in his life. You yes. know, he makes some, he leaves, he goes to the promised land and um, he has an opportunity to go down to Egypt he makes a really dumb decision. Um, instead of trusting God in that moment, he chooses to devise his own plan. Um, but then he comes back and he's following God. And and God tells him, um, you know, I will give you a son. Yes. And, uh, and that is the promise that he waits for for over 20 years. Um, 20 years. Yeah, years <laughs> and doesn't happen in his time frame by any means, and he ends up having, um, you know, a son with his with his wife's servant, um, Hagar, and uh, that ends up causing all kinds of problems even to this day, uh, with the descendants of Ishmael who are the Muslim community. Um, so that was another example where he did not trust. But God eventually gives him the promised son, Isaac. And then God does something that is almost unthinkable. And he says to Abraham, I want you to sacrifice Isaac to me. And out of all the times where you would think Abraham would disobey um, or would would follow his own ideas, he doesn't. Like yeah. he, he, um, 
the book of Hebrews says that Abraham thought that, okay, if I kill him, God will raise him back from the dead uh, because this is his promised uh, son to me. Yeah. And so in that, he shows just the, um, really, I think the pinnacle of his obedience um, to God in faith in being willing to offer his son to God. Um, and then, of course, we know that God doesn't allow that to happen. Um, and so I, that, to me, is the pinnacle moment of, of the story where he he's willing to give up and trust God and obey in the most most difficult of any circumstance that I could even imagine. Or he just really didn't like Isaac. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I told you for the last time to clean your room. He gets the command from God. Well, I will show you. He's probably telling him, what are you going to do? Dad, put me on a rock and sacrifice me. He's like, oh, just you wait, right? (laughs) No, but all jokes aside, I I talked about about this uh, just last week, I think. Like, um, a lot of people um, who I come across from, my past life essentially and you know i get the stereotype or i get the slander like oh you're a christian now or you think you're this or that or one of the worst phrases oh you think you're holier than now right yeah and it's like when i talk to you about that and it's like i know i'm not because the first person i go to because where i tried to start was from the beginning genesis came across this story and i know i am more than beyond human, not because of my sin and my mistakes and all that. But when I look to this story for that inspiration, it's like if God spoke to me now and asked me to do that for my son, Emmanuel, there is no way like I, yeah. d- there's, yeah. there's almost no way my faith would be strong enough at this point to even get that close because I love my son, right? God's number one. him and my daughter number two yeah and so when i try to empathize or just take a step back after i read that and i knew the story of abraham and isaac and what god requested of them and many times i just try to take a step back and put myself in his shoes it's just like the uh, just like you said his superpower was his faith because the even like right now talking about it like the emotional gut reaction yeah Mm-hmm. Like of how I'd want to start pleading with the Lord, like, hey, can we do anything else? Right. Like, right. Those yeah. are the conversations yeah. I would immediately have. Hey, take take me. Yeah. Take something else. What what else can I do? Where do you right. want me to go? I'll move again. Like all this stuff comes into my mind before actually trying to attempt to to do it. But yeah. that story in and of itself, I, I think, I mean, <laughs> there there has to be no coincidence that that story is right up front. Like yeah. Right in Genesis. Like, yeah. Like, because that is a extremely powerful, powerful message. Yeah. No, and it is, I mean, it's, uh, and so we as Christians today, we can expect God to build our trust in him over time. Um, God's not going to ask us to do something incredibly difficult for him you know, day one, but over time we should expect that God's going to challenge our faith and ultimately it's for our good um, and to make us godly. And so the godly man or woman is someone that can say to God, you know, and really mean it that whatever you ask me to do, um, I'm going to just trust you and obey. Yeah. Uh, so 
obviously, and I hope it's obvious, God doesn't speak to us today. God is never um, going to ask us to put our children on an altar. But he may say, hey, I'm calling your daughter to go to Brazil as a missionary. So I'm asking you to sacrifice, um, in a sense, you know, your time as grandpa or whatever, um, or... So there, there are ways that God will challenge us um, and does challenge us from the scriptures. And so we have to trust when God says, you know, um, I've given you everything for life and godliness. You don't have to give in to sin any longer. We have to trust that that's true, even though, uh, you know, in my own heart, I just feel this incredible tug to uh, certain sins like that are... Um, that continually weigh on my heart. And I have to say, you know, continually that, and not that I'm perfect and don't ever give in, I do, but I have to say, um, you know, I believe and I trust God that he has the power to give me victory over these things. Um, so it's not always the huge thing, but it's, it's just daily, um, trusting and obeying God. That's what, that's one of the pieces of being, um, a godly man. I think that is, uh, we said it before, one of the most difficult things is the, <clears throat> when it gets really tough, it's that day in and day out yeah. thing. And, and to not to not lose track, I think that's why looking back now, and by looking back, I mean as to like Wednesday <laughs> when, I had, when I had dinner with you and, and uh, Bible study, and then even on Saturday to our last recording, was why... Time and time and time again, people say, read your, the Bible yeah. daily. Yeah. Is because they know they've been there before. People, smarter men and women, have passed that down to say, hey, like even a day that passes by to where you don't read it, you can lose track. You can lose sight. Yeah. You can start mm-hmm. chipping away at mm-hmm. your faith. You start to question the wrong things. And it's, it's just. You know, those things can start to creep in. Yeah. And, and I've been, you know, really trying to get on that that daily basis. And a new thing, too. I haven't got it. But um, someone else said was if you can't read it, like try to listen to it. Yeah. There's yeah. Plenty mm-hmm. of audio versions right now. Yes. So we can try yeah. to put it on at least at least in some way, shape or form, be immersed in the word of God on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying trying my hardest to, to That's get awesome. there. Yeah. No, we have that. We have tremendous ability to hear the word of God um, in our day through <clears throat> through podcast or through you know just a, a Bible app that will just read the Bible to you. Um, yeah, it, it's readily available. And a wise person said that you know the more we daily spend time with God, we really develop this reservoir of um, of Scripture in our souls. And so even at the moment, like if you read a chapter in Proverbs or, you know, a section of Isaiah and you come away saying, um, man, I I don't understand a lot of it or I I don't feel like I got a ton out of it. Like God, God can bring those verses back to your mind um, at the right moment. And it really is developing. you know, just digging down deep um, and and putting those things in our hearts and minds so that uh, we're more rooted. You know, Psalm 1 talks about the blessed man, the happy man, and that ultimately that person 
is rooted in God and in the scriptures. And so when hard times come, uh, pictured as a drought, he's like a tree planted right by the water. So his roots go right into the river. So, as I mean, there's just no way that a drought's going to hurt him because he's right by the water. Um, so that that what you brought up about daily with the word is so important. Yes, and you said a wise man once <laughs> said that. Well, even wiser man said, listen, old sinner's new saints. <laughs> <laughs> Smash that like button, people. <laughs> no, but the one point when I was going to say when is when I chimed in there is I find that lately when I read the... um. It's the the best of all influences, obviously, but I never want one of the stories that I tell or one of the jokes that are in a joking manner is at my old job when I used to work for Sutter. Yeah, I'd always get in trouble on certain days. And I started to notice that I was listening to Wu-Tang Clan and Ice Cube <laughs> on those days. And like it was an influence. And yeah. and yeah, I love I love their their form of music. I was always huge fans of them. But there were it would always create this angst in me so mm. when people or yeah. management would come down my responses would be very different and i had to notice what i was listening to because yeah. it influences you yeah people think mm. it doesn't it, it tremendously does what you watch what you see what you read everything influences you whether you can admit it or not so now that i love that i'm trying to read the bible more often i find out that if i'm reading and or when i read and i get a certain passage it's uh-huh. like I'm trying to reflect that that day because, yeah. like you said, it's right up front. I just read it. So if I was reading something about being a nice person, turn the other cheek, whatever it may be. Right. That's what I try to um, exemplify or, or radiate that that day. It's like, oh, yeah, this gave me some inspiration to um, or just like the past week, pray for your enemies, right? Mm. Treat your enemies as yeah. as you would yourself. Try yeah. to treat your neighbor as you would yourself. So what did I start doing that week? Made a list of all the people that I still haven't really forgiven in my heart. And as hard as it was, try to pray for them. Mm. Try awesome. to yeah. send that out. And yeah, it's it's a, it's just an amazing, amazing thing that what what he left us and, yeah. and I just, I couldn't, couldn't enjoy this journey more. It's been yeah. an awesome time. That's awesome. So another element of uh, trusting and obeying is being active for God. Uh-huh. So like uh, we think about, well, okay, so Abraham trusted God and he, and that's the receiving knowledge from God, but obedience is activity for God. So, Abraham left his land, moved to the land of Canaan. And when God called him to sacrifice his son, it's really interesting that the passage says that he rose up early in the morning and and got the wood together, got a servant and a donkey and his son and left. Like if it was me, I, I think I would kind of, uh, let's have a big breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's uh, take our time with this. We're, we're not in any hurry. You know, like, I mean... What are you doing over there, Dad? <laughs> Nothing. Don't worry. About <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just this, okay, God's given me something to do. I'm going to go after it right away. And, um, you know, our time on earth is short. Yeah. So when God gives us a command, uh, we ought to be zealous uh, to do that um, through the power of, of the Spirit. And we have... We have what Abraham did not have, and that the Spirit of God as a believer lives inside of us to help us do what's right. 
We have, like you mentioned, the whole uh, canon of Scripture. We can reflect on what Abraham did. And, and so we have the power um, to be obedient to God, but we need to be active for God. We can't live our lives jumping from one fun thing to the next. Like yeah. that's, that's how the world lives. They live for experience and for um, me but the believer, we've got to live to do good works for God. Um, not because our good works save us, but because that's what God's called us to do. He says like He says that He ordained uh, beforehand the good works that we would do. So like God already has planned out in His mind, um, there was stuff that He saved you to accomplish. Yeah. And so every person out there, you have great worth and purpose. Um, in God, and that one of those purposes is just when God says something to get to get busy doing it. And a hundred percent, I couldn't agree more. And you took the, <laughs> I didn't even know that that was going to be part of this message today. But I strongly just reflected on what we did in our um, pre-production show meeting. I, I can't mention it on air yet, but something happened today at work that was extremely negative. Ben asked me as a friend and a brother, hey, do you want to record a day? And my answer immediately was yes, because I love this show. I love talking about everything in the Bible and everything with you. And that was immediately what I thought, like coming here was, you know, keep pushing forward, keep, you know, keep recording, keep having fun and talking about God and, and spreading his word. So there was no doubt ever in my mind and if that's if this is a little piece of what he's called us to do, I I'm having the best time doing it. So there was never ever a doubt in my mind to be like, eh, let's postpone or let's not record this. So yeah, but good. you said it a lot better. So <laughs> so what else do you have as fun facts for uh, Abraham? First up of our eight godly men series. So Abraham trusted God. Abraham obeyed God, but really uh, most of the promises that God made to Abraham, he never sees come into fruition. Uh, So God promised Abraham, you know, you read in uh, Romans chapter 4, I believe that Abraham believed God, and that's what was counted to him for righteousness. So Paul's making the argument there that it's not your works that save you, but it's really faith in God that saves you. God made some huge promises to Abraham. He said that you know, I will make your descendants like the um, sand on the seashore and the scars, stars in the sky. Um, and he said, all this land that you see, the whole, uh, what we can call, you know, the promised land, I'm going to give to you. Abraham wandered around his, his whole life, and um, at, he only had one son. Not really what you would say is the stars on the sky or (laughs) the sands on the seashore. Um, And he had the only piece of land that he ever owned in the promised land was his, his grave site. So um, I bring that up because uh, there's, there's um, it's really encouraging for us to think that when we obey God, um, we can trust the Lord with, the fruit of our obedience. So uh, oftentimes we expect that when God makes a promise that the, the fulfillment will be immediate. Um, That's just the way our world works. Like you put a 
hot dog in the microwave and it's done in 30 seconds. And you go online and you ask, you know, what is the meaning of life? And you get 50 answers in 0.1 seconds. So that's, this is how we think, but that's not how our timetable is not God's. So, um, trusting and obeying God like Abraham did means just doing the right thing, um, each day and expecting God, um, allowing God to work in his timetable because God did work. It just wasn't during his life. Um, so, you know, I, that's just an encouragement for all of us to trust and obey. And God will bless us with some answers in this lifetime, but maybe he's calling us just to build some things that will um, will see fruit of in eternity and maybe our children will reap the benefits of. But um, that doesn't mean we shouldn't strive. And it doesn't mean, uh, let me just encourage you guys, like if you're not seeing the fruit that you want to see, just keep at it because yes. um, God, God is working. He's not, we're not all Joseph. We're not all going to be um, slaves one day and second in command uh, the next day. We're not all Esther. We're not all going to be um, this poor Jewish girl that's elevated to the palace uh, as queen of a vast empire. Most of us will live our Christian life um, without those raging successes, and that's okay. And um, God is still working in us, still using us, and still, um, you know, he just asks us to be faithful, and he'll take care of the results. That is so tremendously deep, what you just said. But before, because I have so many questions or examples or thoughts and whatever else is going through my brain. But first up, who cooks your hot dogs? <laughs> like, who's, who's, I don't, wait, do you? Do you try like do you cook yours on the stove or bo- like boil them is the quickest way for me. Okay, I can't stand boiled hot dogs. <laughs> that to me is gross. <laughs> where's the, the sound bit? I should have. Made the sound <laughs> so. so like, to, for us, hot dogs are either on the grill or in the iron skillet. That's yes. how we do hot dogs. Yes, but what about? <laughs> however, however, <laughs> Costco hot dogs are boiled. Do you not eat Costco hot dogs? Oh, they boiled their hot dogs? Yeah. yeah. See, I got to write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, we don't have a Costco membership. So, and when we go to Sam's, I get pizza. Yeah, so, and, and title it when you write the letter <laughs> from Old Sinners New Saints. And they'll be like, what is this? Somehow it'll get promotion out of there. But um, no, what you said was, uh, was tremendously just profound because I never, um, I am a hundred percent guilty of thinking everything is going to happen immediate got away from that learning my lesson it's my favorite passage isaiah 60 22 mentioned many times when the time is right i the lord will make it happen right so yeah my timeline uh-huh. it is in his right but i never once thought about it being generations down the road and as you were speaking i was picturing like us setting the foundation through this so Three generations from now, God comes by us in heaven. He's like, hey, you see what's happening with the show? And and you're like, Lord, this is, you say something very Ben-esque, very beautiful. And he, and I, you look at me and I'm rolling my eyes. And I was like, yeah, I would have liked the floating Lamborghini. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to set up that kid, right? So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I never once, I've never once thought about it. But it is clear as day right there in Abraham and the story of Abraham. That yeah. Is so cool. this is what I love about the Bible is you can read something, gloss over it, dive into it, and you still learn something new when yeah. you talk 
to someone yeah. for a couple minutes. Because the Bible's alive, you know, it's it's God's word. Um, so you can read the same passage ten times and because of where you are in life and what you've learned and connected in other places in the Bible and just because God's spirit's working in you, um, you'll learn something new from that passage. It's it's amazing. That is so Awesome. Now I'm going to have to go back and reread what, what little I've read. <laughs> I have to go back and reread it. Or was there anything else you had about Abraham? Fun facts. So I think w- what we learn from Abraham, like I have been saying, is that we faithfully obey and trust God. Um, and that that is what God treasures. Um, God says that I chose Abraham um be, he he says this uh, one point I and I don't remember where but he said I have I have chosen Abraham because I know he will teach his family after him to follow me and so God is always doing more than we can see or think but he's looking for his people to be faithful and just to to train up the next generation, whatever that looks like in your sphere of influence, to follow him and 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 do what's right. And so God can God Abraham is not a super Christian. He did what God asked him to do. He had a lot of mess ups. Like twice he asked his wife to pretend that she was his sister. Yes. You know, because he was afraid of the people around him and that that's like an awkward ride home when you think about (laughs) so abraham how did that go you told me to be your sister and the king of egypt stole me away and you just kind of let it happen (laughs) like uh so he had a lot of he was a person just like us but god used him in tremendous ways because he chose to be obedient to the lord so that's what we want we just want to be people that god can use because we're faithfully following him. And if we do that, um, we may not be written in the Bible, but we're written in God's heart, and he knows, and he will reward us for what we do, and we just enjoy this incredible journey that he has he has placed us on. I couldn't have said it better myself, and that is actually true, because I couldn't have said all. <laughs> I don't have the knowledge base, but apologies for putting you on the spot but uh i I love when you pray first man so can you do us a blessing and closing out the show with a prayer yeah let's pray lord god we want to be useful to you we want to be um, in a sense like abraham where as you build our faith we continually respond with um, a yes to you and trust you help us to have faith that you will do the impossible um in us and through us because of your power give us grace to be the people that you want us to be in christ's name amen amen thank you so much man